Hello, Arimla Gems listeners. This is your host, Omira Arimla, and I am coming back at you with the Tinashe album review. So this is so exciting because uh, her album was announced last month, and I've been really looking forward to this release because I literally adore Tinashe with my whole, with every squared centimeter of my being. I don't even know what to say. This album, oh, this album is so good. It's There's so many things about it that are really like perfect in my opinion. Is it my favorite album of all time? No, Mac Air is still is undefeated, but this definitely is like in my, it's like in my top five. Like I just love this album. It just feels, it feels so good. It feels like Tinashe really opened up in a different way compared to Songs For You where I think the album was a lot more vulnerable and this album's a lot more like like I don't want to say girl bossy in like a bad way it's like a girl boss it's like a she's like a bad she's like a bad B you know uh, I have nothing but great things to say and I mean I'm just gonna jump into it so the first thing I need to note is I was actually looking at the production overall for this album and most of these songs have different head writers and like producers some of them overlap like a couple songs do and there's one producer that I will talk about who is relevant in one of the later tracks because I was literally so excited when I saw that he worked on one of my favorite songs of hers of all time. So that was really good to hear. But also I want to say something that um, there's also a head producer on this album, which is pretty standard from my understanding. In this case, it's Hitmaka. Um, and that's kind of like something that I think is important to note because Tinashe left her, um, original record label two years ago. So this album and Songs For You, which is her previous album, were both, uh, record, like independently done, independently promoted. And honestly, the fact that it has been received in the way that it has is really impressive. So honestly, I just, nothing but great things to say about Tinashe. Um, am I a little suspicious of her having a club party in a pandemic? Just because her album released, yes, but we're not going to analyze that in today's review. I just simply, I just want to talk about this album. Also, I'm sniffly, allergies, there's literally fires in California, and if you can hear clicking in the background, that's my bird. Um, Manu is chilling because he had some cantaloupe and so did I. So let's just jump straight into this album review. So the first thing that's important to note besides the production is the fact that this album takes on this like cyber... Um, nature brutalist vibe like in the album art the brutalist nature part comes out and in the songs i feel like the nature uh what what am i saying the nature cyber vibes that she was using in the promotions really comes through as well and i, I don't think i even said the title of this album it's 333 which is a number that is really important in abrahamic religions it's like a again number related to angel it's a very blessed number so there's actually not too much like religious theme in the whole album it's just like it's sprinkled there's you know songs like angels and 333 um that call back to that but it's not an album that necessarily relies on any like biblical um motifs or anything like that for instance like the 1975 use religion as a major theme in and it's very present present oh my god it's very present in some of their music such as Antichrist, If I Believe You, with like gospel vibes and stuff like that. This album really does not feature that at all. It's kind of, 
stylistically a little bit more it's like less it's more monolithic than her previous works which i have all listened to it, this one feels like the most consistent in terms of being certain styles of pop electronic r&b um and i don't think that's much of an issue at all i think that's very like those are her the main genres that Tanashi tends to work with. And I did I liked that there was only like there was like not many dance hall bops. I think there was only I think Shy Guy was the main like like uh like experimental did like dance hall moment. It's not even experimental, but you get my point. So let's just jump into each of the tracks. So the first one is Let Go, which is you know, an interesting song because it has a nice vocal moment on it. Do I think it was, like, the best song to start off with? No, I feel like, hmm, I feel like 333 should have been the song that started this album because it really does set the tone. And I feel like Shy Guy, which we'll talk about later, which is a song that really kind of confuses me in some ways, is a really, like, would have been, like, better as an interlude. Like, I feel like some of there's, like, a couple structural issues with, like, it as an album that you've listened through. But Let Go is a really great song. Like I feel like it's something that will grow on to me more as time goes on, but I quite enjoy it. I'm not gonna give any number ratings in this album review because it feels a little too personal and I'm a little too biased. The next song is I Can See the Future, which is the third promotional track that she used to talk about this album. And this is like a like not classic R&B-ish style song that Tinashe would release, but this is just one that I love. I think the bridge where she takes on a more nasally tone and like totally alters the direction that she was going vocally with the song was brilliant. This really establishes the um, brutalist, futuristic cyber vibes that I was talking about earlier and great song. I absolutely love it. Next is probably one of my favorite tracks of the album which is x which has jeremy is it jeremy jeremy it's jeremy i don't know what i'm even saying um and this song is just fantastic um i literally don't know i have anything like bad to say about it it's literally like great his feature is so good um the song is literally not in my mind i have it's a rap in my head um okay it's like okay i just remember what it sounded like it's just so good it's like a classic it's not, tra- it's like a trap-ish song. Does that make sense? But it's just so punchy and it's like, again, it's calling back to the, some of the um, cyber vibes, techno, cyber techno vibes, which I really enjoy and it's just a great song. Highly recommend. I feel like this is a song that people are really enjoying because it's just so punchy and her vocals are so like clicky and like cutty. Or cutty. What am I saying? Like they're uh, staggered and I just, nothing but good things to say. I'm going to just blow my nose for a second because I literally cannot take it anymore. So that's exciting. So I just blew my nose and Manu was not happy about it. But also I have not produced that much snot in a very long time. But that's a little bit um, TMI. So let's move on to the fourth track of this uh, album, which is Shy Guy that I mentioned earlier. This is like... If there's something I could use to describe the song, it'd be speedy. Like, it's a very fast-paced song. It's quite short. It's, like, two minutes long. And um, it's, like, a more of an electronic bop. And it's very classic Tinashe interlude. Um, she does, like, electronic interludes. But then sometimes she, like, does, like, a talking moment on the album, which she thankfully did not do on this one. I did not care for it on Songs For You. 
it was a little bit weird, but um, Shy Guy is pretty good. Like, it's not something I would, like, seek out, but, like, if it came on while listening to the album, like, I would not skip it at all. You know, it's just not a song that I would say, like, is something you would listen to just casually, but I feel like it's still relatively good. The next song, which is really important, is Bouncin'. This is the second promotional track for the album, and it's, it's, it's something that really grew on me. It's, like, how do I describe it? It's, like, you mix electronic and a little bit of, like, I don't even know how to, I can't describe it in, like, one succinct way. I feel like that's a very common theme that you'll notice. Like, I can't describe her songs in, like, one genre. It's, like, a bunch of little genres in, like, a song. So, this song is really important because it's, like, a fun, like, it's a fun dance bop. Um, but it's really important because there's actually a second part to the song in the end of the album, literally called Bouncing Part 2, and I think this song is, as it's, like, a very fast, upbeat, like, pop, dance, bop, electronic bop, it's juxtaposed in a really nice way with the second part, but again, I'll talk about it later. The song really grew on me, and I'm enjoying it a lot. Next is one of uh, one of the best songs on this album. This is Unconditional. This was written by Just Her, um, which I was really glad to see because this song is fantastic. It's basically two songs in one, which is a very common thing that Tanache does. She did it on No Better from the last album, which is like my favorite song. One of my, I literally took like my, I think Perfect Cry and No Better are my favorite songs of hers ever. And it's basically just two parts of it's like two songs and they're both fantastic one's a little slower one's a little bit more upbeat and the second part is like she always has like a fast beat fast paced song for the first part and then like a slower kind of more somber bop for the second part and i think it's really just a style that works so well for her voice she's so versatile as an artist that can do something more upbeat and quick and then also do something more slow and like chill it's just really really great song the next one is Angels, which I really don't care too, too much for this song. Um, it has Kosh Page on it. I've never heard of that artist before. And I actually didn't like their uh, singing on this. I thought they were a very unnecessary feature. And I think this is like the only song that I would say had an unnecessary feature. Actually, I'm typically very critical of Tanache's features. And I was a little bit worried seeing how many people came up on the track list. But like not, there's not many features. It's just like they're on the track list, right? Um, but uh, this artist... I'm like, okay, Kosh Page is like, in the song, it's a very odd transition to their voice, and I don't know, I thought it was fine, it's like an R&B song, I just didn't care for it too much. I also don't recall like any noticeable like thematic relations to the Bible, so whatever. Moving on to 333, which is the self-titled song on this, this is basically like a great song that demonstrates um, Tinashe's abilities in working with like um, synth instrumental music because it's like a really dramatic there's it's a very big song there's like lots of you know there's like a vocal moment but there's also like major fast-paced instrumental moments I don't know I don't particularly again listen to this song as like a song I would just like listen to but it's something that I would not skip if it came up right it's pretty good I think it definitely is a song that would set the tone for the album if it was set in the beginning of the track list but you know what can you do um i believe someone in her family worked on the song too if i remember correctly but she seemed to specify like the song is very important to her and i think it's pretty cool but moving on to probably one of my top four tracks which is undo um, back to my heart which has 
wax motif as one of the main producers like he's literally on the like song he's credited on the song as a feature um and what's important oh my god what's important about um, him is that he worked on my favorite song perfect crime and something that i like picked up on was the song is like relatively fast um like there's a word that i used to describe or like um it's a type of pop that like 2010s really featured um this like I don't even know. It's like a very specific style of pop. If you listen to it, you'll probably understand what I'm saying. And then there's a little bit of a refrain where her voice is dampened and there's like a voice filter on it, which was also in Perfect Crime, except in this song, it's a part of the bridge and then it goes back to the chorus while in Perfect Crime, it's the outro. So it's just, it's just, a, I love Wax Motif's production style. I'm really excited to see what he does with Tinashe in the future because these two songs that he's done with her are just very very good the next song is let me down slowly and this is just like um a really great song that features like juxtaposition in terms of the vocals being really slow and like calm while the instrumentals are a little bit more speedy and i feel like i don't know why i keep using that word but it really just accurately describes some of what's happening in the instrumental lines in a bunch of these songs so love the song great great song next song is last call which or not the last song the next song is last call which is again just like such a great bop. Um, again, like a 2010s, like, um, pop ballad-ish song. It's not a pop ballad at all, but, like, it has a little bit of the features of a pop ballad of the two. I don't even know if I'm making any sense, but the song is just really great. It's, again, some slower vocals and some faster instrumentals, and it's just great. The next song, which is called The Chase, is probably my least favorite song on the album because it's, like, kind of a boring slower song it's like supposed to be more like it's more of like the ballad of the album i just don't care for it i think tanashi's done better ballads honestly it's fun like i would probably skip it if it came up on i mean it's not in my playlist because i didn't care for it that much but it's all right it's pretty decent the next song is called pasadena which is the first promotional track for for this album and um this song also really drawn me and i just love her verse and i think buddy did a pretty great job too he's one of the featured artists on the song and um this song is important because i think it kind of like calls back to tanisha's childhood i believe she grew up in pasadena she's from california that's all i know so it was really great to hear the song again on the album it made me love it a little bit more um i think tanisha's music is great in that it, you really like grow into it as you keep listening to it and i for sure have felt that these last two days the next song is small reminders which is probably one of my like it's like one of the songs that's like really like creeping up in my favorites because it's stylistically really mixed she has like some stronger vocal moments and then she like transitions into a rap um or like a little bit of like a talk rappy thing she goes like basically one of the inter it's not the inter like one of the middle sections one of the verses she it transitions to a, a slapping bass line and she goes like that's pretty bad but you get my point it's like very interesting and i think stylistically this is like literally everything this album is you know in one song it's just great it's like Tinashe's like fun instrumental vocal moment on the album and this song doesn't feature a lot of raps which surprised me because her last album did and I generally really like when she raps so this was a great thing to have in the song 
And yeah, just nothing but great things to say. Also, that part that I just sang kind of poorly is really noticeable because her tone shifts. And I think something that I really like that she did on this album was do a lot of like interesting tonal alterations. Like she sings it in very odd styles throughout this album. Um, I believe 3333 also features an odd like tone moment for her but I love it like I don't know I just love odd tones I realized that after listening to Zane's album um nobody is listening on the song um connection because he does like a really kind of gross falsetto but like I love it weirdly I don't even know how to explain it but back to Tinashe um the second the last song is Bouncing Part 2 which I talked about earlier and the song is literally okay the song is essentially some of the um vocal parts that are in the background and a couple of the instrumentals are present in this song but it's like half the speed so it's like the tempo is half and um it's pitched down the keys totally different and then it features like um a verse or two totally different and it's a little bit more romantic and i feel like it's just a really interesting song it provides an, a beautiful juxtaposition to the original song of bouncing because it also has like this really pretty water sound, this water sample in the background, and it really feels like you're entering like a paradise um, in like a really like odd way. There is like, I feel a bit of like the religious symbolism in the song. And honestly, I really like it. I think this is one that most people will not necessarily enjoy unless you really decipher what she's trying to do stylistically, because I think it's, it's easy to make the argument that this is like a lazy attempt to just add another song onto the album. But I feel like that's a very, uh, not nuanced argument because if you look at the song it's not the same it just has a couple of similar elements and she's singing in a totally different style than on the first you know bouncing song so i just adore this song so so much i i don't even know i have nothing but good things to say i didn't even notice that there was a part two to bouncing on the track list i just passed over it but i'm so glad that this is on the album i feel like it really sets the tone for the end of this album which ends with the song it's a rap now do i feel like that's a little on the nose yes but i think this song is just again it's not similar to x but it's like one of those like chill r&b slight trap moments and it's just really hard hitting the features on this from quiet child and kudzai kudzai or kudzai um it's just fantastic and like these songs are produced really well i think i really like that this album doesn't have as crispy of a production style even though so many people worked on it it's a very cohesive stylistically which i really appreciate i feel like songs for you had a little bit of dissonance and that like the certain songs of similar genres were really consistent and then some of the other songs were just kind of there this album i feel like is really really demonstrates her maturity as an artist maturity as an independent artist especially because it really feels like she's in every one of these songs in a way that i feel like a lot of mainstream artists kind of feel removed from because of the way that you know record labels have a hold on the type of music these artists can release and tanashi is just a great example of you know the future of of independent music and so much music is coming from great you know artists who aren't attached to a label and i feel like we just got to keep supporting those artists supporting all the artists that we love regardless of they're with a label or not and like honestly the one thing that i can say is everyone should just listen to this album and see if they like it i mean i definitely feel like this is an album that might not necessarily appeal to a lot of people especially some of those like more instrumental heavy songs they're not necessarily made for a mainstream artist i saw some critiques 
not critiques, I saw some like judgment of some other songs versus others. And it's like, again, I think it really depends on how you consume the album. Are you consuming the album as like a casual listener, which of course, some of these songs are just like not made for casual listening, while other songs are really made to like decipher. And I feel like the Bouncing duology songs are really a great example of like, you really just have to pick up on what she's trying to do with these songs. It's not just there to be lazy. Like, Tinashe is too deliberate to put songs on albums and honestly this is just such a fantastic moment for it. it's like my favorite album there's just so many bops on this and I'm like so 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 excited to see what she comes out with in the next couple years so that's all I have for today's episode on the Tinashe 333 review if you go ahead and listen to the album please let me know what your thoughts are and thank you so much for listening to today's episode and for bearing with my stuffy nose because it has been killing me this whole this whole time and yeah I hope I can get out in some kind of better microphone situation because I genuinely hate my audio but you know what it is what it is but I hope everyone has a great day be safe out there and I will see you on the next episode bye